Okay, so Besiyata Deshmaya, thank you all for joining. A real privilege to be able to learn with you. And first I want to apologize that there was no shear last Thursday night for Shavuos, like we said there would be. Unfortunately, it didn't work out Thursday night, but I knew that we would be having a pre-Shavuos event today for a special group, a woman from the Chizuk Mission, um, who I spoke to at, uh, at Eishat Torah. So that was recorded, Beit Hashem, there was some music and some very special um, Torah for Shavuos. So that will be posted as an audio, Beit Hashem, a little bit later tonight or tomorrow at latest. Um, with Hashem's help, and then hopefully Thursday night we'll have one last shot to be able to do some achana together, I hope, um, time permitting, Be'ezer Hashem. So for now, let's jump into Sicha Saran. Recording in progress. Let's jump into Sicha Saran Nun Aleph, with Hashem's help, as we continue our journey through Rabbi Nachman's incredible Incredible Sicha filled with guidance, trying to give us some very, very, very core wisdom in terms of how to live and what to do. And tonight is particularly important. And we're going to try to get to it. There's not a whole lot tonight. And so we might end a little bit earlier than usual. But we're going to try to do justice to this particular piece of Rabbi Nachman of Breslau's incredible Torah teachings with Hashem himself. So Rabbi Nachman continues. And he says as follows, With regard to the taivas, all the desires that bog a person down, that get in the way of a person's natural draw toward Kedusha, natural willingness to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to find Hashem, to live a life of elevation. Be'emes, says the Rebbe, shocking thing, there is no such thing as taiva. Now, that's a very dramatic statement. Those who are familiar with Kisvei Breslov, I did a post about this a little while back, um, understand that this is a very common model in the works of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. Be'emes, or with the word be'emes, or without the word, ein shum blank klal, right? Rabbi Nachman says that a bunch of times about a great many things. Ein shem yish, boilen klal is a very famous one. Ein shem chayma klal, there are no walls at all. Rabbi Nassim says, Ein shem zman klal, ein shem menia klal, there's no obstacle. This is a very, very um, classic kind of conception in Rabbi Nachman where the Rebbe wants to look beyond the ways that things look on the surface and to try to go ahead and to see things at the shayrish, at the essence. Can we define things in the deepest, deepest, deepest definition? Not sufficing with the ways that, thing appear, that things appear, because Rabbi Nachman of Breslau wanted very much to gift his chassidim with what we refer to as the Eine Hashem, with eyes that are godly eyes. The Pasuk says, Eine Hashem el Tzadikim, which literally means that Hashem is looking upon the Tzadikim, but it means more than that. Eine Hashem el Tzadikim. The Tzadikim are blessed with godly eyes. That means to say that they don't suffice with the ways in which things appear on the surface level, just like a Baruch who is hidden, godliness is hidden, spirituality is hidden, elokus, the, the, uh, the, the basic godly vitality that keeps the whole world going is beyond the surface. And that's where the tzaddikim wanted to look. They did not want to define things on the basic level because then we get into a lot of problems and we fall into a lot of 
misnomers and, and misunderstandings of the nature of reality, which lead us to make certain assumptions, to, to, to make certain decisions, to view ourselves in certain ways, as we're going to see, which are not ultimately aligned with the truth. It's just the way that, 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 that something appears on the outside. And the main thing is look deeper. Look deeper. And that's why the Rebbe is always saying that MS with the histaklis at MS, with the eyes of the tzaddikim, about which Rabbi Nachman also has a tyra, he uses it for something slightly different. I spoke about this in Lakewood when I was at the, the Breslov dinner a couple of months back. The Rebbe says, based on the Gemara, Nasan Einav Boi Vinasa Gal Shalat is that we found in the Gemara that there were certain Tanaim who had the ability to, on a literal level, Nasan Einav Boi, to look at certain individuals, Vinasa Gal Shalat and that individual became a pile of bones. Mamash a pile of bones, that's what it means. If the person was harassing the tzaddik and a person was deserving of such a terrible punishment, but that's still what it means on the surface level. Says the Rebbe, look deeper. Nasan Einov Boi, if we understand that the tzaddik is gifted with heavenly eyes. Eine Hashem El Tzaddikim, with eyes that are seeing the deeper nature of reality. Then the tzaddik gives his eyes to those around him. Nasan Einov Boi, the tzaddik lends us that perspective. And Memela, Nasa Gal Shalat It's not that we become a pile of bones, Chas but it means, Gal means a pile, but it could also mean Miloshen Gilui. To become revealed. And etzem could mean bones, but it could also mean essence. Be'etzem, right? In essence, be'etzem. The atzmius of a thing is the essence of the thing. Memela, nasan enov boy, when the tzaddik gives us his eyes, which is all the Rebbe wants to do in all of his tyras, nasa gal shalatzamis. The inner reality begins to emerge. We start to cut things down to size. We start not over-dramatizing things. We pull back from that kind of erratic kind of, 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 over dr dram dram dramatization, and we start to pull back into a much more calm, miyushav, clear way of understanding the world, of understanding the nature of current events, of understanding circumstances that happen to us, of understanding other people's choices, and where we fall in terms or in relation with, to other people and their choices in parenthood and in the spousal relationship and as friends. The Rebbe tries to give that to us and reveals the essence. And that's what the Rebbe is doing in this Sicha as well. What does this mean? In relation to or, or, or regarding those negative desires, those lusts, those desires that bog a person down, that bother a person, says the Rebbe, There is no taiva at all. And I'm like, um, seems pretty real, right? Like all of us have experienced that kind of obsession, right? With something physical or a physical experience, whether it's eating or a Shemir Sinayim thing, or whether it's, whether it's uh, we really want to say Lashon Hara, whatever the taiva is to do something we know we shouldn't. And you can fill in the blank, there are many multifarious kinds of experiences that don't align with Ratz and Hashem, but that the body is naturally drawn to, even though it's something that, like the Masih Sharm tells us in the first parak, the Neshama hates, despises, but the guf is drawn after it. So what does this mean? It's not true. I experience taiva, and I, in a certain sense, like all of us, are, am a bal taiva, right? To a certain degree. What does it mean? The Rebbe explains. Eating and drinking is necessary for the continuation 
and the sustaining of the body. That's number one. So that takes care of Taibas Achila. Again, we'll, get, we'll unwrap this in a minute. That's number one. And the Taiva for Nashim, the Taiva for that kind of relationship, we need to have children. Right? Doesn't come with the stork, you know? So, sorry to break it to you. So, you have to have kids, right? HaKadosh Baruch wants that the world should be Meyushav. Which, whether the women have also a mitzvah saseh, maybe mitam that, or it's an asmachta in Navi, but it's like the first thing that HaKadosh Baruch told Adam in terms of a commandment. It's, it's number one. It's, a, it's not only a mitzvah, it's a hechrich. We need to keep the human race going. Simple as it is. And so all of these things, if you dig down to the depth of it, these are, and here I'm going to use a word, and we're going to get back to this because this is super key and it's super crucial for mental health and for spiritual health. These are normal things. It's normal. I mean, this is how Hashem created us. This is how He wants it. Not it. Like, okay, okay, what can you do? You can't control yourself. You're, you're an animal. There are mitzvahs about these things. As we're going to see, Vim Cain says Rabbi Nachman, so calm down. Inshum taiva klal. What's this whole obsession over? Oh, I have such taivas, I have such taivas. No, no, no. It's called you're a normal human. And we would be much more nervous about you if you didn't have these taivas. Because this is what it is to be a person. Hate to break it to you. Welcome to the world. So the Rebbe brings us back into a much more level-headed way of looking at things. We are not evil, we are not bad, we are normal. Granted, normal sometimes looks like evil and bad, fair enough, but that's also normal. That's also normal, that's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. We didn't make up this stuff, Hashem did. He, he, he created it, He knows exactly what it is, He knows exactly what it feels like, He knows exactly what that experience does to a person and he embedded it within us to the point that we can't run away from it, says Rabbi Nachman. So, okay, what are you getting so worked up about? Rock, and this is a huge rock, right? This is, I mean, I don't mean like a rock, like a stone. The, the Hebrew word rock here, this is a very, very big caveat because this is, you know, these two word, these two letters, rock, is like the whole life. Because this is really what it is. Okay, easier said than done, Rabbi Nachman. Thank you. You know, it's like nice words on a page. This is all of life. We need to utilize these natural tendencies, these normal parts of being a person for Kedusha and for Tahara, but without drama. Cut it down to size. Put it into perspective. Instead of right away starting to define ourselves by the apparent nature of the expression of some things that we're not so happy about. And we have a right not to be happy about them because all of us want to reach the highest madrigas and we're striving and we read, all of us are, you know, we're connected to the tzaddikim and we read stories and we read about hasagas and we're trying and any imperfection, mamish drives us crazy when, like somebody told me yesterday, I can't remember who I was speaking to, ah, uh, very zisi had told me, mamish yesterday, that it hit him so strongly over the past couple of days that in 2022, every ounce of Kedusha is a win. Every ounce, every little Ratzin Tayyib, every five minutes of learning is a win. Is a win. We hold ourselves up to like incredible standards as we should, but let us not stop for a minute to value. Again, putting into perspective 2022, what the culture looks like, what the anxiety looks like today. The world is falling apart and 
we're falling apart inside and we're trying to hold on and it's very difficult and it's sorrows that people go through and the hastarah shabaseich, hastarah shabaseich, hastarah, it's very hard. And then we go ahead and hold ourselves up to like impossibly high standards and at the, at the earliest expression of our humanity, we think that we're the biggest Roshayim in the world. And Sir Benachman came to tell us again, with the eyes of the tzaddik, look past the surface. Let's define this thing called taiva. What is it that you're trying to eradicate? Your humanness? That's how Hashem wants you. That's not called taiva. You're trying to be an angel. That's not how Akadosh Baruch Hu created you. He has many angels, and they do a far better job than you'll ever do, as angelic as I'm sure all of us are. The angels do a better job. That's not why Hashem created you. He created you to be a person. He created you with the capacity to fall. I said by my Friday night suda, this past Shabbos was Mamashad Leva Shemayim. Baruch Hashem, I'm, I'm so zaych. It was something that I davened for a lot before I got married, that my Shabbos meal should be really Shabbostic. And I'm really, I think I'm really zaych. That we just have the sweetest chavr, some of the guys that have been zaych to be by me Shabbos here. Um, it's really something special. And my mom carries me the whole week. So I, and, and I don't really prepare, you know, it pops into my head certain things to say and just comes down in a minute. But before making Kiddush, it hit me so strong. It's a famous thing. I'm sure you guys are aware of it. And I probably said it before at Sudas, which you were probably by. But a famous question that's asked is why exactly are we so quick to say Tzayzchem L'Shalem to the Malachim who we just so graciously invite to our house. Shalom Aleichem, nice to meet you. Bayachem L'Shalem, come on in. Baruchuni L'Shalem, okay, we're a bit selfish, we would like a bracha. And then Tzayzchem L'Shalem, like, okay, see you later. Oh, what do you mean see you later? Why are we so quick to send the angels out? And the answer that's given, which is so deep, it's so simple, but it's mamish if you, if you have this as, a, as a, like a meditation almost. Right before Kiddush, it's so powerful. It's the essence of what it is to be a human and the essence of what it is to be a Jew. Is that standing moments before Kiddush, we are about to do something that the Malachim, holy and exalted as they are, have zero hasaga in which is we're about to take something gashmi, we're about to take something that could be used and often is used nebuch, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, um, in a setting of taiva, right, for lack of a better word, right, and, and, and in a setting of tumah really is the word I'm looking for, and darkness and lowliness and the opposite of kedusha, and we are holding it in our hand and we're lifting it up and we're saying, Master of heaven and earth, we're making kiddush, we're being the kaddish Shabbos, it becomes the most exalted, exalted avoidum. Angels have no hasaga in that. And the reason why, and this is very deep, and this is really what popped into my head Friday night, the reason why the angels have no hasaga in that is because the premise of being able to go ahead and to take grape juice or wine and to make kiddush on it is that we uniquely experience the possibility of sinking into the lowliest filth imaginable. That's what we're making Kiddush over. It's not just that we're taking wine and we're making Kiddush. It's that while we are making Kiddush on the wine, you know what else we're making Kiddush on? The possibility of using this wine for a very, very different reason, for a lowly reason. That's mukhruch. Because if we were forced to use this wine only for Kedusha, then the Malachim would have Asaga in it. Because they could also do very holy things. It's got to be holiness that's couched within the context of ugliness. And I said that that's really symbolized maybe when we're holding the cup in our hand by the grape juice and the cup. 
We're not just making Kiddush Mamash on the wine itself. It comes along with a kli, with a vessel, that conceals the grape juice from the outside. And when we make Kiddush, we hold both of them. We're making Kiddush not just on the wine, we're making Kiddush on the kois. And we're saying, Master of Heaven and Earth, when I walk into Shabbos, I walk in with all of my humanity. Not just like the parts of me that are holy and that are angelic, but all the lowliness as well. As a human being, I walk in with every part of me that I have. And the whole lowliness of the week and all the moments that I slipped and all the moments that I rose up high. Because what makes those moments special is my humanity. And what makes my humanity different from the experience of angels is that I have the possibility and potential and opportunity to go in a very different direction, to appreciate what we have, to contextualize everything, the good things and the not so good things. Cesar Virachman, remind yourself again and again and again. It's not a taiva that needs to be destroyed. There's not a part of you. There is not, I repeat, there is no part of you or of any Jew that needs to be eradicated, not one. Only Amalek needs to be eradicated, that's it. That's the only force in the world that needs to be eradicated and Amalek is the opposite of Am Yisrael, the opposite. We might contain a little part of Amalek inside of ourselves at rare intervals of cynicism and none of, none of I, I don't believe any of our chevra have that experience. Maybe we slip into a little bit of suffolk, but even the suffolk is, in, is, in, is faithful and full of emuna. Even our doubt, we bounce back. But there are parts of us that are holy, although they may be currently used for an unholy purpose. But that's very, very, very different than saying, I need to take a sledgehammer and chop out half of me. Because like, whoa, I'm a Baal Taiva. Says the Rebbe Nachman, no, it's an illusion. There's no such thing as Taiva. There's such a thing as being human. Yeah. That's our avodah, to be a human being and to deal with all of these tendencies in a way of Kedusha and Tara. Easier said than done, sure, but a paradigm shift. Because it changes the way that we see ourselves. It changes the way that we define ourselves. It changes the strategy with regard to the negativity that's built into the essence of our humanity, which is our guf, which is our body that's drawn after afar and is drawn after loneliness. And the Rebbe is saying, instead of trying to enter into a state of self-loathing and hate and, 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 and just trying to, you know, break yourself, says the Rebbe, just elevate yourself because it's all holy and it's all necessary and this is how HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it. rak, and again, it's a, it's, this is a big, a big condition because this is life. This is our mandate, to utilize these very natural parts of our existence for Kedusha and for Tahara. Let's take a look at the Kutumran Lamed Gimel, 33. Amazing, amazing Torah. It's very long, we're just learning a tiny little piece of it. Highly encouraged, of course, all the Torahs. Lamed Dalet, Lamed Hey, Lamed Vav, Lamed Zion, it's all the whole Sefer. You know, to make a kfiyas in it, to really learn it, breast lovers have two kinds of sedarim on the Kutamran. They have a bikiyas and a bi'iyan. And the bikiyas, they do amadiyami or dafiyami. They do one page a day and they just plow through it, even if they don't understand. They just see the safer and then they take one lesson and they could go with it for months, delving into every nuance and every letter and every word and all their avoida is done through the Torah. There's nothing like it. The safer is, like Rabbi Nachman said, aschalta de geula. It's the earliest rays of the redemption. But it's Aschalta de Gula for the world. 
for the person learning it, it's it's the whole thing. It's the whole gula, not just the aschal to the gula from beginning to end. Achar v'kadem. That's the safer. So the Rebbe says in Laman Gimel There are two kinds of days. All of our lives are made up of days. And our days turn into weeks, and the weeks turn into months, and the months turn into years, and the years turn into decades, and hopefully the decades turn into a century plus. But it's essentially day by day. That's how we live. We call it the Chaye Yom Yom, right? The day to day living. But the Rebbe says those days are split into two kinds of experiences. There are two kinds of days. There are good days and then there are bad days. There are negative days. Days that don't appear to be good. And he gets this from a passage. On a good day, which means when things are going good, enjoy. This is the Pasuk. And on a bad day, which literally means reflect. And the Mepharshim there explain why would a person be having a bad day? It must be something that we did. Like Chazal tells the Gemara and if a person has Yisurim, if a person should start to check out, is there anything that I need to fix that a Kaddish Baruch Hu could be trying to, uh, to shake me awake, right? Says the Rebbe, it means something deeper than that. It doesn't mean reflect on your own life. It means reflect on the nature of that quote-unquote bad day. Because if you look hard enough, and if you look with the eyes of the tzaddik, if you look with the eyes of Eini Hashem al-tzaddikim, then you're able to look past the facade of the difficult, challenging circumstance and you can find the Yimei Taif there. Hainu Taira. And you can find the Taira there. Coming up to Shavuos now, this is also Achana for Shavuos. What does it mean, Taira? What are we celebrating? That we received a book? That would be high enough because this, the Taira is infinite, it's so glorious. But we know the Taira is more than just, just. The Sefer Taira, the Luchas, the commandments, the mitzvahs. The Taira is the fabric of reality. What we celebrate on Shavuos, Masha'in King Simchas Torah, when we're literally celebrating the completion of the Limud of Torah, that's Simchas Torah, Shavuos is something else. Shavuos is the celebration of the recipients, I don't know if that's a word, but our acceptance or receiving or having received the Chelek Haruchni in the Bria. It's scary, but imagine for a second, imagine the world without the Torah. So imagine that. There are people who live that way. Many, many people. But even the people who live that way don't live that way. Because the impact that the Torah has made on humanity is incalculable. It's just simply incalculable. Um, so it would be a very, very different world. It would be a very different history. It would be very, very Everything would be very different. But everything would be like a canvas that has no paint on it. Nothing happened yet. Torah is what brings the world to life. It's chayim hi lamachazikim ba. The Torah is called Samchayim. We can find the Torah, like the Rebbe is about to say, in everything. And when we do, that's the Nakudas Hachias within that thing. Oh, Gashmias can be elevated. It can be used for a greater purpose. Otherwise, it's just a cycle of futility. Futility. But when a person starts living a life of Torah, and again, like we always say, not the, the check, you know, checklist, which is beautiful as it is. Mamish beautiful enough. 
But we want the lechatchila, we want mamish, like the deepest. With kavana, we start to live a real life. Our days are taken seriously. Shabbos is me'ina lamhaba every week. Mamish me'ina lamhaba. And all the mitzvahs that we have, and all the Torah that we're able to learn, and all the tefillah that we're able to say, and all the theories, and all the concepts, and all the perspectives. It's life. That's what we're celebrating on Shavuos. That we received the Torah. Not just the Torah in and of itself, the Chamishi Chamshne Torah. We received the Chelek HaRuchni in life. And so if we look deep, deep, deep within this bad day, quote-unquote, like Kohalas tells us we should, on the negative day, reflect, look deeper, go beyond, go beyond. Develop different eyes. Everybody asks, what's What are we davening about? All of us, Baruch Hashem, have eyes. Our eyes can see. And when Hashem returns to Yerushalayim, we'll see it. Because we have eyes that work. What do, what do you need a daven that we should see it? We're seeing it. The Sadiqim say, it's not so simple. Because there are eyes that see, but that's not really the, the Iker sight. The Iker sight is to look beyond, not just to see the surface. We're davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, V'sechazena Eineinu. Sure, our eyes see. But let our eyes mamish see that even when we when the Gashmi eyes don't see, the inner eyes see that you're always returning to Eretz Yisrael. Olam Haba is not a time to come. It is a time that is currently approaching. Olam Haba. And we see that the sunlight of redemption is shining in the world. And the world is getting brighter. And the Ruach of Mashiach is already starting to sprout. And you see it moving. That's Vesechazena Eneinu. Because you could have two people who look at the same thing and one person looks at it with the eyes of the simpleton. Not, not in a positive sense like the Chacham and the Tam, but a person that's not connected to the Tzaddik. And then you have people that have the eyes of the Tzaddik. Nasa Gaal Shalat Puts everything in perspective. So look deeper. Look beyond the surface of the Yemei Ra. You know what you'll find? Yemei Taiv, Hainu Taira. Now how do we know that we're going to find the Taira in that bad day? That negative experience, at least on the surface. And the answer is because the Pasuk says in Tehillim that days are called measurements. Like David Amalek says, Let me know the measurement of my days. So days are connected to measurements. We also find that the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes, Netzach, Soid, and Malchus are connected to the seven days of the week. And so the days are connected to the Midas. Midas and days are bound one with the other. Umidas Yamai. And measurements is the foundation for this thing we call the Torah. Because the Torah is filled with the traits of Hashem. The Torah speaks about all these different things. Love of Hashem and Yiras Hashem. And the Rebbe says later on in the lesson, all the mitzvahs are midos, are measurements through which we can get close to Hashem, who's infinite. We can't get close to infinity. We have no perception of infinity. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu went ahead and put His infinity into bite-sized pieces, and that's called the mitzvahs. So that when we put on tefillin, or when we light Shabbos candles, when we're keeping Shabbos, whatever the mitzvahs are, that's another portal, a limited portal, a portal we could access through which we are able to embrace infinity. And so the Torah is filled with the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to create the world. The Pasuk says in Mishle, 
The Torah says, I was by HaKadosh Baruch Hu like a nursling. The Torah is totally, totally reliant on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's life force that's filtering down through it. Say Chazal, al tikr amayin, ala aman. Don't read it that the Torah is sort of, sort of the child of Hashem, like nursing from Hashem, ala aman. The Torah was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's material of craft. Hashem created heaven and earth with the letters of the Torah. That's why B'Tzalel, who built the Mishkan, which is connected the Tzior of Maiseberashis, because the Mishkan was a miniature world, and had within it all the different elements of the physical world and the spiritual world and everything. Chazal tell us, B'Tzalel needed to know the deep secrets of how to put letters together in the same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did when he created heaven and earth. This world is filled with Hebrew letters. It's embedded with Hebrew letters. Every particle of physicality. Like the Baal says in Shaykh Ba'amuna, the name of something in Hebrew is the essence of the thing. The essence of it. Because each letter is so deep, each letter is a container for Elokos. It's a container for godliness. And in the form of the letter, and in the sound of the letter, and in the in the tone of the letter. And then when you add Nakudas, it gets even deeper. And then when you add Tagim, when you add a little crown on the letter, it becomes even deeper. And then Ta'amim, when you start to pronounce the words with, with the trup, it's mamish. The deepest. The whole world is filled with that. That's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world. The letters of the Torah give life to everything. Ella, but the only problem is... The lower the madriga is, and the lower the madriga we are on. Those letters of the Torah are constricted, they're concealed, they're covered over in a far greater way than the way in which they exist on a higher plane. They don't shine like they did or like they would on a higher madriga, why? So as not to give it too much life force so that the negative forces that abound in that area of concealment of Hashem will steal that life force and take it for themselves and enhance the illusion of the Yemei Ra. So we don't want to give it too much life, but we want it to be in existence. Because Rabbi Nachman says, Nimsa, we find that filu bimidara klipas, even in the lowly realm of the shells, of the concealment of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, hangu ra, even on a bad day, shemidus roi, zilashonis ha'akum, and in, in, when, you, when you witness negative behavior, and you witness, and, and you listen to the conversations of those that are distant from, from godliness, so the, the conversations of non-Jews, sham yechoi limtsai osiyas ha you can find the letters of the Torah there. Because of the many garments and because it's so constricted, so you can't see it on the surface. The good day within the bad day. Because the bad day and the darkness is covering and concealing over it. And the Rebbe goes on, I didn't bring this part, but the Rebbe goes on. Maybe I should have. But I'll tell it to you outside. The Rebbe continues and says that when you have a tzaddik who was, in the words of Rebbe Nachman, who subjugates the evil and the wickedness within himself 
and sees all of the quote-unquote wickedness as only being a concealment for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light, that it doesn't really exist, that it's only on the surface, that the truth is that there's nothing but the potential to utilize whatever we have for godliness, and everything else is just the absence of our proper utilization of this thing, but it's not rishos, it's just the absence of using it right. But it's not something to battle against with a stick. It doesn't exist. You need to fill it with light. It doesn't exist in and of itself. It just needs to be illuminated. Says the Rebbe, when a tzaddik has accomplished this and thereby using this kind of strategy has rid himself and his inner world of that kind of influence because he saw it for what it was and he didn't allow things to become blown out of proportion but he kept his cool and he said, okay, this is the facts. HaGadosh Baruch Hu created me a human and I'm going to have natural taibas because I need them to be a person in this world and I'm very grateful for them and I thank Hashem for them because if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be able to be a healthy human and I certainly wouldn't be able to fulfill the purpose for which HaGadosh Baruch Hu put me in this world. But that's the fact. Now, I need to work on using it for Kedusha. And sometimes I will and sometimes I'll slip. But again, I don't fall into this like self defining kind of you know self-loathing image a negative self-image of being a Russia and I'm wicked there's no such thing there's no such thing all there exists is the letters of the Torah I but you don't find them good that's because it's covered over by a bunch of non-utilization of this thing for holiness but it's essentially holy this is the eyes of the tzaddik and the Rebbe says an amazing thing when a person like that comes along and interacts with the world Mimela, he's able to look right past all the garments and other people and other circumstances and the news that he reads and things that go on in his life. And he's able to just find and recognize the letters of the shining letters of the Torah within everything. And the Rebbe says, Mimela, all the garments fade away and the letter expands and it's able to receive a tremendous amount of godly light and shefa from the higher realms above. And for anybody who's familiar with Rabbi Nachman's Torah is a little bit, so I'm sure you've heard of the Torah Azamra, which is 282, Reish Pei Beis. And the Rebbe says something there that sounds very similar to this. When a person goes and judges Afilu Mishu Rasha Gamur, even the most wicked person you could imagine, judges him favorably, then what happens? Says the Rebbe, you can lift this person up from the tzad chayva to the tzad of zchus. You can literally help this person transform by just seeing them with the ein ha'emes, by looking past the darkness. And Torah Lamed Gimel is that model, is the under the hood model. Because there is nekudas toivos in everybody. What is that nekuda toiva? The, the letters of Torah. It's just the fact that Hashem is bringing this person to life. He is a container for godliness. There's no such thing as the body. It's a little bit of a cup for the soul. That's what the body is. But you look at another person, look past the body, see a soul shining. And the body is just a little container for it. It's like a machine, you know, to help it walk around from place to place and to express and to think and to see and to smell and to hear. But that's not what it is. That's not who you're speaking to when you speak to a person. You're speaking to a soul, a unique shining portion of godliness and when we can judge people favorably by finding that within someone else says the Rebbe this is how it works all the darkness fades away because it only existed in as much as you considered it to exist but to the person that has the eyes of the tzaddik who's only seeing essence and nothing else and everything else is a dimion and everything else is a hester and everything else is a negative meaning it doesn't have anything of its own it's just the void of Kedusha Memela 
we trigger in the best way. We trigger those inner letters of Kedusha. And they expand, now able to receive a tremendous amount of Shefa from the higher realms above. This is how it works. This is the under the hood of Rish Pei Beis. You find Teralamadikim. This is Mamish under the hood. This is how it is. You know, in Chabad, there's an expression, Trach good and Venzayn good. Think good and it will be good. And there are a lot of different explanations for that, why that is, the power that Machshava has. Machshava is always is besimcha, right? How Machshava can Mamish turn a situation around just by thinking positively and it's all true. I would like to humbly suggest that the breast livers maybe would use a different terminology based on what we're learning now. Trach good, think good. Not umenzayn good and it will be good. Umenzayn besser. And it will be better, better than it was before. Because it's not that we're convincing ourselves that it's good and then, okay, it'll turn out for the best. Or think positively and that will have some effect that it actually will be positive. That's not the Breslava Saga. We come along and we look at a thing and we say, it is already good, it's essentially good. And when I find that it's good, guess what I help it become? Better. Like, it's not think good, we have to convince ourselves and it'll be good. No, it is good. All there is is good. Rabbi Nachman uses this kind of conception that he brings over here in the first line that we're learning tonight. The Rebbe says in another place, There's no evil at all. So dramatic, so extreme. And people are like, really? There's plenty of evil that you and I have experienced in this world. But you have to understand on what level the Rebbe is talking. The Rebbe is talking on the essence of the essence of the essence of the essence. And if you can't find good within another person, look deeper. Look deeper. Find a way to look deeper. Because the person wouldn't be alive if there was no tiny little bit of a drop of goodness in him. Certainly, Mizari Yisrael, like, like Bilam says, Mi mana afar Yaakov. And the Svarim say, what's Mi mana afar Yaakov? Who can count the dust of Yaakov Avinu? Meaning, even when... Yaakov Avinu and Am Yisrael are in the level of dust and we're so low. Yaakov is always a lower name. Klapa Yisrael is a higher name. Mimana after Yaakov. Bilam says, who can recount the greatness of Am Yisrael even when they're in a state of, of Adam? Afa Pishachata Yisrael Hubeinkach Hubeinkach Banaiheim. As Yehuva As Yekarile. Look deeper. And when we look deeper, Mimela, all of the Hester fades away because it never existed. It only exists in as much as we see it to exist. And that's where most of the people get into a big problem. And us also, we fold into it when we try to battle Taiva as Taiva. So then we're looking at it as like this big ugly monster that's a real thing and it's so tough and we have to fight against it and we struggle with it and grapple with it and it's impossible. Then, it's, then, then you're giving it existence. Then you're blowing it up like chametz. But if we walk with the pragmaticism of the Rebbe, with the eyes of the tzaddik, ein nimsa shem there are basic human needs that need to be channeled for Kedusha. And anything that's not being channeled for Kedusha, that's called Tumah. But Tumah doesn't really exist. The Yitzhara doesn't really exist. It is only the absence of our utilizing this thing in a way of Yitzhar Taiv. When we approach it in this way, we cut it down to size. We say, okay, we start to pull Reish Pei Beis on the Yitzhar itself. Judge the Yitzhar favorably. You're very sweet and cute, Yitzhar. Yeah, you come to me, you think you're, gonna, you think you're this big macho, dark angel inside of me. You're very sweet. 
I see right through you. You're also good. You also have an akudatayv inside of you. You were also sent to this world to try to help me so that I should beat you. You're nothing. You don't fool me. You know what happens to the Yitzhahara? It falls apart. It is powerful in as much as we see it as being powerful. If we look past it and find the ice within it, that Nakud of Kedusha, all the garments fade away and you see, like, what's that, what's that muscle? I think this guy was dressed up like a king or whatever it was and everything fades like the Wizard of Oz. It's just like this old man. It's nothing. It was all a Trojan horse. It was all a joke. There's nothing, nothing, nothing beyond it. Within it, it's nothing. Well, the opposite of a Trojan horse, actually. A <laughs> Trojan horse is the opposite. But there's nothing inside. There's mamish nothing inside. It's all guilt on the outside. And the inside is innocence. And the inside is goodness. And the inside is manageability. We are powerful. We are powerful. Only because we're powerless, right? Because we surrender to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is helping us every moment. How? By giving us the tzaddikim. Yimincha Hashem Pshuta the Kabbal Shavim says the Dego. We've said this in the past. What does it mean Hashem's right hand is outstretched toward us? It means that tzaddikim, that tzaddikim are the yimin Hashem, oisichayil, yimin Hashem reimema. That's mamish, the tzaddikim that Hashem gives us to help us refine our perspective, to see things more clearly. And the next time we find ourselves overwhelmed with, the, with this taiva, review this, remember it, put it into practice, look it in the face calmly without freaking out and getting upset at ourselves. I'm, look at me, I'm so low and I'm falling into this again. See it for what it is. You're bigger, you're better, you're smarter. Rabbi Nachman's gonna say later on, I think the very next piece actually we'll learn, um, not next week, but the week after, unless we can reschedule this Ichaz here for next week of Shavuos. The Rebbe says one Nekuda of Seichel is able to withstand all the Taivas and all the Yitzharas and everything else, but it's hard to hold on to the Nekuda of Seichel. The only way to hold on to that nakuda of seichel that we need is to douse ourselves in seichel in the hope, like Rabbi Nachman's mashal, that which I've said in the past of the prince who is very sick and the doctors tell the king that the only way that the prince is going to get healed is if we take all the gems in the crown of the king, grind them all up, mix them in water, put it into a bucket and pour it over the head of the prince. Says the king, I don't understand. I'm, I'm willing to do anything for my son, but why can't you just, just take a tiny bit of one jewel, crush it up, put it into a spoon, and put it in his mouth? Why are we wasting so much of the materials that are going into this mixture if most of it, 90%, is going to fall on the floor? So the wise men told, the doctors told the king, it's because this kind of medicine, so to speak, this potion rather, is extremely bitter. Extremely, extremely bitter. And if we try to put it into his mouth, he'll, he'll throw it up, he'll gag, he won't be able to. So we have to pour the whole thing over his head in the hope that when he's so frightened and startled, a little bit will go in his mouth also. And that's all he needs is just a little bit. So what do we need to do to get a little bit? We need to mamish pour chasidus and, and consciousness and das and dibuk chaverim, his spoidus, limana taira. We need, to, we need to swim in it. And when we do that, then we develop the, like we talked about the OS, the operating system consciousness, and we, we function on a different level, and we're able to face life, and we're able to see things for what they are without blowing things out of proportion, not things that happen outside of us, not things that happen inside of us. See things for what they are. Each of us were created, B'Tselem Kim with all of what we contain. That's B'Tselem Kim. Mi B'Sari Echsa It's not despite our guf that we're able to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's through it. Hashem didn't want angels. Loi nitna Tayra Lamalachi Asharis. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Tayra to human beings. Dibra Tayra Balashan Bnei Adam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that we should go ahead and 
embrace our humanity and to see things with the eyes of essence, of etzem. Look beyond, go beyond, see things for what they are, melt away all the hastara, find the kedusha inside, and in so doing, the letters expand. And we're able to transform the situation, trach good und ben besser. And it gets better and better and better. We are changing the situation by virtue of realizing that we really didn't need to change it at all. That's the Chiddush. It's not that we're thinking good because the really situation is really bad and we're trying to turn it around. No. We're able to look in the bad day and find the good day. It's all you. Whether things are going good or the things are not going good. It's all you, Rebbe Only you. And HaKadosh Baruch you know what you're doing and I trust you and I put myself in your hand. So it was already good. It was just an illusion that it was bad. But when we approach things in that way, guess what happens? Track good, besser. It becomes even better. Because then all the hastara fades away and it's no longer dangerous, so to speak, for Hashem to send down a shower of, of more shefa because there was no klipa there, because you saw past it. And it was only a shell, it was only a hester, in as much as you were going to get caught up in it. But now that we demonstrate that we're people that go beyond, that see the taiva for what it is, that see the ra in the world for what it is, Memela Kodesh Baruch Hu, paves a path to us, a derech hamelech, to the kedusha within all things, enabling us to demonstrate to others within themselves the kedusha that they contain, within the world the kedusha that it contains, and to bring a tremendous amount of shefa to the world. And so this, I believe, again, I'm sure there are other interpretations. This is my humble interpretation of this line. And I'm sure, again, Shivan Panam Latayra, I'm sure other people could say something else, and that's fine. But I believe there's truth to this. That's what the Rebbe is saying over here. Put things in perspective. And to do so, you need the eyes of Panemius. Because on the surface, things look really, really bad. And on the surface, you need to say, okay, Gevald, it's so hard. Trach good, you know, whatever, just think positive, like maybe things will turn around. I'm not saying good, and maybe things will turn around. But the Rebbe says that's on the surface. Look deep. Trach good. Realize it's already good. I'm not saying better. And then you realize, it's all a dimion. These are normal human things. You're fine. You're okay. You're a healthy male, a healthy female. You're a regular person. Baruch Hashem, not a regular person. You're changing the whole world. Mamash, each of us is, is not regular at all. We're connected to the tzaddik. We're connected to Pneumius Havoida. That's, that's a tremendous thing. But in the sense of our humanity, this is normal. This is par for the course. Cut yourself some slack. And of course, we need to work on this. But look beyond. Don't become identified by what you perceive to be negative, lowly, impure. It's none of that. It's pure. needs to be used properly. What the Biasetz Nareba would call clean water in a dirty bottle. But that's very, very different than a, dirt, than, than a bottle filled with dirty water. looks the same. It's very different. It's clean water. And the bottle's a little bit dirty. Okay, that's manageable. So you got to clean the body. But let's not start self-defining in a way that's going to be self-destructive. Trach gut. Find the oisius of the Torah in everything. We're being makabal the Torah this week. Ezra next week, the beginning of next week. It means we're makabal the Torah in everything. We become Torah-oriented heathen. We see the Torah everywhere, which means we see Hashem everywhere. Which means that we see past any concealment and realize, doesn't fool me doesn't fool me. 
And when we live life in that way, we utilize our eyes like the tzaddik, Nasan Enavai, who give us his eyes. We then give other people these kinds of perspectives. We look at them favorably. And in so doing, we cut away all the klipa and we allow for there to be a proliferation of kedusha in ourselves, in others, in the world around us. And that, I really think, is, is Mamish, the ultimate, ultimate goal of a yid, is to walk around having gotten to this level in and of ourselves, to mamish, give this perspective to other people. An arla goyim, what does it mean to be a light unto the nations? There's plenty of light in the world. What does it mean arla goyim? Like we said before, there's seeing and there's seeing. There's seeing with standard physical eyes and then there's v'sechazena inenu, seeing. And our job is to be an arla goyim, is to shine that deeper light in front of them. Is to start to help people think more deeply. Not to just look at things on the surface level. Go beyond. Gal shalat samos. Eini Hashem al tzaddikim. And so Mamash will end a little bit early today, but I, I bless all of you and I bless me that we should be zaycheh to really take this to heart. To start to cut things down to size, see things calmly with Yishevat Das and Ispoidudus. Be very careful how we are self-defining our challenges. Put it into perspective, into proportion. The MS ain't shum taiva klal. Get that word out of your head. You're not a baltaiva, you're a human. And the question is, okay, we have to work to, to utilize all of these natural tendencies in a way of kedusha. That's fine. But it's not dirty water in a bottle. It's clean water and it's a dirty bottle. And that's very different. And then to find the letters of kedusha in everything, in ourselves, in other Jews, in the world at large, in every place. And in so doing, we should be zeichat to channel the tremendous amount of shefa to the world. Tzadikim, tamidich hachamim, marbim shalom ba'olam, shenemar, altik rabanoyich, elaboinoyich, like Rabbi Nachman says, we are building the world. Nase v'nishma. Nase, we build up the world by finding the Torah in it, and the nishma, or zeichat, to receive a flow of kedusha, a flow of ar, a flow of greater proliferation of godly revelation in our lives and in the world at large. Be'ez Hashem, we should be zeichat to that. V'siyat so thank you for joining. Be'ez Rasham, like I said in the beginning of the shir, um, I was zochet to have an amazing experience earlier today with this, the, the, the woman from the Chizik Missions. Incredible thing. Um, hopefully I'll, I'll write in the description a little bit about this program. But I spoke to them in Isha Torah and um, we're going to be posting it, Be'ez Rasham, a little bit later or tomorrow at latest. So there will be a little bit more Shua's content. Um, there's a Shua's playlist on SoundCloud with a lot of different tires that some of the Chavra have already been through. Right over here, which is incredible, and hachana, 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 shibizeche to prepare properly for Kabbalah Satara with Hashem's help. Okay, so Hashem, maybe um, Thursday. Yes, yeah, so we'll be in touch a little bit closer to Thursday, and we'll see if there's going to be a shear. I hope there will be. We'll try to make it happen. Thank you all for joining. Hope you enjoyed. Spread the word. Teach. Teach what we learn to others, and uh, we'll continue the journey. Be'ez Hashem next week. Ashreinu, thank you so much for joining, Chavra. All the best. Kaltu, thank you, Recording.